Welcome. Now, my name is D. Ludlow. Now, before we get into this episode, go to the description, click the link and get your M&A Mastery Toolkit. This is a free download, which gives you some of the tools and resources that you need to start your M&A journey. Don't forget, go to the description, click the link. It's a free download and enjoy the episode. So welcome, Jack. It's good to have you here. Um, yeah, we, we tried to do this a few months ago, right? Um, but my Wi-Fi didn't really hold up in that sort of New York hotel room. So uh, we're when here you travel today. the world. <laughs> <laughs> we're here today. So well, look, let, let, let's get straight into it um, because uh, we've been discussing this for a while now. So I'll just jump straight into it. And um, so look, I feel, I seen one of your tweets right a few months ago and uh, it read, uh, at age 26, I became a millionaire because of Bitcoin. At 27, I became a multimillionaire because of Bitcoin. And at 30, I'll become a billionaire because of Bitcoin. So that's a seriously powerful tweet, right? So uh, so Bitcoin has clearly changed your life. So I've had a few, I've a few questions sort of around that tweet. And um, my first one is, when was the first time you bought Bitcoin? And, and also, why did you initially buy it? Cool. Yeah, great question. I mean, that tweet, I think it got a lot of traction. It really um, kind of empowered or motivated a lot of people and um, yeah a lot of questions kind of sprouted from that tweet so it's a great question that you're asking so um, I bought Bitcoin back in 2017 the price was give or take one or two thousand dollars I don't remember the exact price but it was something around those that area and I bought it actually thanks to my dad um, my dad all his life he's been doing like investing in stocks and things here and there and he stumbled upon bitcoin unfortunately it wasn't in 2011 um, when we could have all been sat on some private island somewhere but um, it was early enough that it was like fifteen hundred dollars two thousand dollars and i thought you know what um i'm interested in it at the time i was running a drop shipping company just a very small kind of i was selling pet toys and stuff like that online and i actually decided to sell that business um, back then, it, it, it was like the world to me. I, I sold that business for, I believe it was $20,000, something along those lines. And um, back then, that seemed like uh, I, I could retire from that money. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed crazy. But uh, I put that money then all into Bitcoin. I just thought, sod it. I'm just going to put it all into Bitcoin uh, at around $1,500. Granted, I'm not where I am today because of that um, $20,000 that I deposited um, into Bitcoin because it's probably worth uh, quite a bit of money, but nothing uh, completely like life life changing for the rest of your life. However, I do attribute a lot of my current success and and the kind of the path it led me down because of that initial decision. When did you start to see this play out for you? So, when you first initially invested that twenty thousand dollars, at what stage did you start to think, "Wow, you know, I stumbled across something pretty pretty big here." Yeah, yeah. Well, I did it in, uh, I think, the summer of 2017. And the price really started kicking off around, I think it was January or, or around January 2018. And that's when it went up to, to 20,000. So I put it in, at, let's just say 2000. It makes the math easier. I put it in at 2000 and went up to 20K. That's a 10X. So if I put 20K in, it went to 200K or, or roughly around about there for, for the simplicity. And um, yeah, then I really started to think, wow, this is... Um, this is completely insane, but I didn't just put this money in and kind of leave it there. I was growing my YouTube channels as YouTube channel as well since then, since about August or September of 2017. So I was talking, talking about a uh, Bitcoin and documenting it about altcoins as well. Um, so every little bit of maybe collaboration or sponsorship or affiliate money I got, I just put it back into Bitcoin or into altcoins as well. So that's really when I started to see a big change. 
And so you mentioned a YouTube channel, right? I think you you know you have about two hundred thousand subs yep. now, um, and you talk about Bitcoin price action among other things as well on this. So moving on from there, what is your current thoughts on on the current Bitcoin price action? Uh, well, as of right now, we're filming this. I think the price is about forty two thousand um, dollars. Recently, we had highs of just below seventy thousand dollars, and um, yeah, a lot of people. Maybe they even invested on the way up to 70,000 and now we're sitting at 40 and they may be a little bit panicky or think like, what's going on? My money is down 40%. Well, I just say, wait, like the best thing to do is just wait. Bitcoin and crypto, in my opinion, if you want to get rich quick in it, um, yes, you can, but also you can lose it even quicker than you get that money. So that's really the the biggest thing. People, they get into crypto, they maybe put $1,000 in, it goes to $7,000. They think, wow, this is amazing. I'm going to leave it until it goes to 20000 And then before they know it, they've got $500 or something. So it really is, um, it's a little bit of, of a risky game, but uh, the way I kind of think about it right now is uh, we're at a very pivotal point for Bitcoin. Long term, yes, I think we're going to meet 100, 200K, 300K, potentially a million dollars in the in the distant future. However, right now, sitting at around 40,000, it's going to pivot one or two rays. If we break below down this $40,000 level, I could see around about the $28,000, $29,000 coming into play. Uh, and this could be then, uh, like previously, uh, a couple of months ago, we saw this price. This could again um, be a bounce and be like the catalyst we need to break these new all-time highs. However, if we kind of find some support around this 40K level, which we've been doing, uh, and we see enough traction, enough growth, enough volume, maybe more institutions coming in and invest in it, then we could in fact see a, um, a nice shoot to, towards the upside and potentially back up to 50, 60K in the next few weeks. It really, it's just at a very pivotal point right now. I totally agree. And, you know, you mentioned something good there about being patient um, because a lot of people sort of jump into crypto initially because they look at the sort of get rich quick sort of side of it. And like you said, if there's certain things you can do and you, you can get rich quick if, if, if you sort of, you know, get go down sort of a little bit more of a riskier approach. But if you do want to invest in the overall sort of technology, and you do believe where this is going, like you said, then you do have to play a bit more of a long game. And um, and yeah, you mentioned something as well about the sort of institutions as well. So we've, you've, we've heard this narrative over and over about institutions are coming. Well, look, they're already here. Um, like yep. Factually, they're already here, right? A lot of however, them, yeah. Yeah, however, it does, we do need to see more of it. So a question I, I have for you actually is, I've seen, I've got a thing here um, up on CoinDesk and it says, Bitcoin held by funds. It's obviously been on a sort of a downward trend and has gone pretty flat. So being that some of these institutions are already here and we're waiting for more to come, mm-hmm. do you believe that we're, we're, we need more institutions to come to the table to see um, one um, more adoption or do you just believe the day-to-day use is needed now? Do you feel that like, you know, we just need day-to-day use across all mm-hmm. of the sort of, all blockchain really? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I think with companies like uh, Tesla, for example, when we saw them um, accepting Bitcoin and holding Bitcoin as a company, I think it really brought kind of the mass mass kind of waves in of, of traditional people like me and you, for example, um, just normal everyday people that then start to take more of a look at Bitcoin. And yes, these companies buying lots of Bitcoin, they are doing a tremendous job for Bitcoin and crypto over, over in, in general in the whole. However, I think that we need more just people to get into it. I think... I'm not sure of the percentage, but it's still a very, very low percent of people actually in crypto. Mm. It's kind of comparison to to the internet back in like 97 or or something like that. So it's still extremely early. So yeah, these companies doing it 
buying Bitcoin and stuff, it's going to have uh, a great effect. However, they don't really, they don't buy Bitcoin on, uh, like they don't just go to log into Binance and buy Bitcoin, like uh, $2 billion of Bitcoin on Binance. They don't do that. It's all kind of closed <laughs> behind closed doors and OTC. So it doesn't really have an effect on the actual market. What it does, it just takes that uh, supply of Bitcoin off the market and probably they will not sell it um, at least for a few years. So if there's less supply and there's more demand, it just increases the price. Yeah, it's like a delayed spike that we're waiting for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And last year as well. So comparing, not comparing as far as use case, but comparing sort of ETH and Bitcoin. So last year, ETH outperformed Bitcoin by I think around mm -hmm. 300%, right? And at the same time, we've seen DeFi as a whole go pretty wild, you know, with NFTs, yep. the metaverse, gaming, etc. So what do you see for sort of 2022 comparing performance solely with bitcoin and eth um what uh, what do i think is going to perform just as well as them as last year well sorry which one do you think will perform best out of bitcoin and eth in 2022 um i i've got to say ethereum uh, really just because bitcoin uh right now we're at 40k if we go to 100k that's only like a 2.3x or something like that and if ethereum just goes back to recent all-time highs that's um like a 1.5x so Really, I think Ethereum is going to outperform Bitcoin. Um, I, I say to many new people, um, of course, it's not financial advice. Um, but when you're getting into crypto, if you have five or ten thousand dollars, don't just put that into Bitcoin because if even if Bitcoin goes to five hundred thousand, you will I say only, but you will only ten x your money. Um, whereas there are some altcoins out there, um, for example, like Elrond or Solana, that did more than these in just the space of a few months. So really, the way I look at it is, I, I any profits I make from Ethereum or Solana or altcoins or any other aspects of business that I want to keep kind of invested for the long term, that's when I put it into Bitcoin. I don't just, I don't personally just buy Bitcoin um, every week or two uh, and just keep buying like 0.1 here, 0.1 there. I don't, I don't do that. I take profits from my altcoins or my other ventures and put it into Bitcoin as kind of like a savings account, like someone would buy gold, something like that. Because while, yeah, I think it's going to go to a million eventually, it's going to take time. It's going to have a lot of swing highs, swing lows, and it's going to be um, almost a painful ride. But however, I know long-term, I'm only safer in Bitcoin, in my opinion, than it is gold or than it is fiat, something like that. Yeah. And sort of off the back of that question, then, um, what are your thoughts on NFTs? You know, some say they're in a huge bubble, but they've been saying that for months. And let's be honest, all asset prices across the world have gone wild, not just NFTs. Yep. So what are your thoughts on NFTs at the moment? Uh, I do hold some NFTs, nothing crazy. I think I have around fifty or $60,000 worth of NFTs. Um, maybe to the average Joe watching, that's a lot. But when you're kind of, your whole life is crypto, it's really not. I have friends that have got like millions and millions of dollars in NFTs. However, I didn't decide to do that. Instead of buying the NFTs, I was going to buy a couple of crypto punks and a board ape. Instead of doing that, I actually purchased some property um, in Dubai. Personally, I think it's maybe a better, better, better solution long-term. And that brings me to say that, um, yeah, most of these NFTs, I think they probably will not be around long-term. Um, maybe ones that have recently launched and there's no real utility or uh, there's just no use case. They're just, it's just a cool thing to have. I, I really don't think they're going to be around long-term. Let's say the market starts dumping. Someone's not going to be wanting to hold a 300 pound, 300 pound, a 300,000 pound, like um, effectively JPEG on the, on the blockchain. It's, it's not realistic. People with massive, massive wealth. Okay. Fair enough. They can afford it. But 
people are going to start selling it when the market goes down and and the price of these um nfts are gonna are gonna dump a lot i think long term other than maybe CryptoPunk or a board ape even then then they will lose value um i think long term they're going to lose 60 to 70 percent of their value yeah and nfts as well for the average day-to-day person that's not really like heavily invested in crypto and doesn't really research crypto if you mention NFT, the first thing that comes to their mind is a, is a colorful picture of an animal or something, right? <laughs> um, when when you look at NFT and the NFTs and the technology behind it, like we're going to be seeing like day to day use case for NFTs, not just the pictures yep. that people see the JPEGs, but you know yep. NFT mortgages. We're going to see probably or NFT concert tickets, NFT yeah, yeah. music albums that we've already seen, like Tory Lanez, yep. etc. So. When people do think about NFTs, they only think about the pictures, right? But NFTs can be t- will be tied to pretty much everything. They're going to digitize everything, really, right? So yep. yeah, and I'm sure you've seen the um, the movie Ready Player One, right? With all the yep. uh, you know with all the metaverse now mainstream um, yep. since Facebook's announcement of Meta, um, all sort of metaverse tokens started pumping off the back of that news, right? So yep. my question to you is, how far away do you think we are from Ready Player One? Um, yeah, I think this is quite a, a long way away, actually. This, um, like the kind of demo that Mark Zuckerberg released with Meta, I think it's pretty far-fetched for today's kind of age. I think maybe we will see some kind of uh, basic kind of virtual reality where we have meetings and stuff. But I think as of now, it's more kind of gimmicky than it is actually a, a valid use case, in my opinion. I think, yeah, in 10, 20 years, maybe it will happen. We will see people like living better lives in the metaverse and stuff. And already there are people out there accumulating land in the metaverse, um, buying like digital real estate in the metaverse. And um, I think long-term it will be, I think it's a a better kind of uh, area than NFTs in my opinion. Uh, I think the metaverse is... uh, has a lot of utility actually and a lot of use case coming into the future just as of now um it is extremely hype just like nfts and um yeah i think the hype will stay around i just don't feel it's to stay sustainable for the kind of the next uh, year or two it's just when we have these new kind of hypes in crypto for example first of all we had um defi that was going like crazy over the last two years now a lot of defi has kind of slowed down a little bit like pancake swap sushi swap uniswap a lot of these they still have a great use case like they're still being used by millions of people just the the, the token prices are definitely not what they were some of them are down 60 70 percent so i do think kind of crypto goes through these hype phases and as of right now um, we're seeing a lot of hype in the metaverse and the gaming kind of crypto industry and i do think it will be here long term like video games like xbox playstation pc steam they're not going away they're not going anywhere and i think with metaverse it will and gaming uh, like game it will really will bridge them together i just think it's a little bit early as of now uh, which is a good thing if you want to invest it's definitely a good thing um just as of like signing on to the metaverse for board meetings and stuff with employees in a in a in a top company i don't think it's going to be happening um anytime soon yeah we only just transitioned to zoom and teams right <laughs> <laughs> yeah because of covid yeah <laughs> so when it comes to like blockchain as a whole like the, the underlying tech of what we see in these sort of crypto projects where do you see that fit into our future as humans like which industries do you think that's going to affect the most I think one of the biggest sectors is going to be government. 
governments. So uh, having your ID, your passport, your driver's license, maybe your tenancy contract of your rent, like all linked by the government and you on the blockchain. So there's no kind of discretionary things. I think law is going to be a huge one as well. Having the blockchain involved with law, there's no kind of funny business. It's all there on the blockchain. I think already we're starting to see things like... Um, uh, designer brands have kind of authenticity checks on the blockchain. You can kind of hold your phone up up to again, I believe it's a Montclair jacket. You can hold your phone up against it and kind of verify the legitimacy of it. So I think this is going to be um, a really, uh, really huge sector. Also kind of um, postal services and stuff. I think they're going to be using the blockchain as well. It's going to be, yeah, the blockchain is, is uh, whichever one you use, it's completely revolutionary. And even in Dubai now, that they're, they're using the blockchain for some government things. I'm not sure exactly what, but I know they are using the, gov the, the blockchain for some government things. So I think mainly government is going to be kind of the first step that we're going to see and then uh, on from there. Yeah. And you mentioned Dubai, right? So Dubai being very crypto friendly, what do you think, apart from what you just mentioned on the, what they're using with the blockchain, what do you think Dubai is doing different to other countries? I think they're kind of, um, unlike other countries, Dubai is very open to change. For example, the UK, they would never, um, not necessarily, but I couldn't see them allowing like massive crypto hubs and attracting companies like multi-billion dollar companies like Binance there. Like Binance are recently just opening a hub in in. The IFC, the, the financial district of Dubai, and um, Dubai is kind of open arms and welcoming people. They're now introducing many different crypto licenses here, and um, yeah, it's not it's not illegal or frowned upon. Even you can pay for property and apartments in Bitcoin and crypto. Of course, other countries you can as well, but I think Dubai is just really willing to change. We've seen the city grow um, exponentially over the last 20, 30 years. So I think they really, when they see a trend coming about which is there to stay they want to hop on board and they want to attract as many people from that that um, industry as possible like crypto it's a massive industry there's a lot of money in it and of course dubai want to be a part of that yeah they're very very open to to the use of crypto so and exactly moving over to sort of DeFi, we just mentioned DeFi a few minutes ago and recently we've seen a bit of a rebound in the sort of total value locked into DeFi. it's weird mm -hmm. because price action doesn't look so good at the moment but if we sort of measure um, the sort of how much the digital asset value has been uh, collateralized for the loans inside of the DeFi system at the moment, now that's rebounding. It's a bit of a disconnection between price action and the TVL. So what do you think that means overall? Um, I mean, there's a big difference between use case and, uh, and, and uh, price action. Use case, maybe like if you look at the, the, the price of Bitcoin now, many more thousands of people are using Bitcoin but um, still the price is down like 20, 30, 40% since the recent all-time highs. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's in fact better to look at the, the amount of people using it and the use case like DeFi, total amount locked. It's better to look at this than it is just to look at the price of a token or an asset. Um, I mean, with this DeFi, the total amount of DeFi locked like increasing, a lot of people are taking like DeFi-backed loans, crypto-backed loans. These are extremely popular right now. People are even making a lot of money from them. Um, like for example, giving up five Bitcoin, getting 2.5 Bitcoin back, putting that Bitcoin into an altcoin. Maybe the altcoin goes up five, 10 times, paying that loan off and then having the, the extra profit there. While risky, yeah, of course, because if the price turns and, and we go into a bear market, you can be left um, without your crypto that you put as the deposit. Um, I think it's an amazing use case. And I think that's really why we are seeing a lot of people still using DeFi and the, the DeFi industry still growing even though the price may not be. It's just simply because of use case. And which platforms 
in regards to crypto back loans you know would you use personally mm -hmm. um for me the best one is uh, nexo or blockfi they're the ones that i use yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a Nexo <laughs> fan too. Yeah, Nexo's nice. <laughs> so for anyone that, you know, hasn't invested right now and, you know, this is definitely going to be down to a person's individual risk appetite. But from your perspective, um, for a newbie, uh, what percentage of their sort of liquid net worth would you think that they should maybe allocate towards crypto? It really depends. Um, it depends because if they've got a network net worth of a couple million, um, what I would say to them is different compared to someone who's got a net worth of a couple of thousand pounds and they're living paycheck to paycheck. So first of all, if you're living like paycheck to paycheck, I would just start by putting 50 or 60 pounds or a hundred dollars into crypto. Once you put that in, you kind of get the crypto bug and you kind of want to research about it more. You want to look into it more. You want to find new opportunities and um, they can really start to, to, to help your, your focus in crypto and really start to drive your portfolio up. If you've already got like a, a couple million dollars sitting around or a couple hundred thousand pounds, maybe you're into real estate or you have a traditional business with a nice bit of cash flow, I would just say uh, start with a couple of percent, like 5% or something. And um, from there, leave it a few months, see how it, how it goes. And just keep in mind that, yes, crypto is a longer term investment. However, it's not as long term as something like, um, real estate or something like that. For example, real estate, you might get a 7 to 10% return to make um, your full money back. You've got to put it in there for like 10 years, 12, 13, 14 years. In crypto, 10, 12, 13, 14 years, you could go from like 10K to like 2 million or something like that. <laughs> it really is possible. So just putting, for example, just putting, um, even for example, Tesla, the money they put into Bitcoin, they made more profit from that than they did the full year selling cars. I mean, it's it's completely crazy. Of course, they kind of help swing the market towards the upside a little bit. But if someone with a lot of money puts in five or ten percent into crypto, this five or ten percent could actually turn into like ninety percent of their total wealth in just the space of a year. So, if they can afford to risk five or ten percent and and lose it comfortably without having any adverse effects, like not putting a roof over their head or feeding their family, then I think it's an incredibly smart move, and it's something that I I would do. I'm personally. I don't know, I think 99.3 or something percent invested in crypto. I have all my money in crypto. Um, actually, less now because I recently bought some property. Um, but um, up until then, I was all in crypto. So as of any moment, I could check my bank account and I probably have one or $2,000 in it. And that's it. And I'm like multimillionaire and I have all this money in crypto, but I just don't hold any in my bank because it doesn't do anything. It just sits there. Just when I need to pay a bill or something, I convert it from crypto into um fear and then i pay something so yeah that's my answer okay cool and you mentioned that you just bought some real estate recently and um no we had a coffee last week and you was telling me about yep. some of the things you had going on so what what type of things are you working on right now what's the future hold for you um so for me right now i have obviously i have my youtube channel i have a, a course where i teach people how to make money with crypto and stuff um i have um, an indicator which is launching just helps people trade crypto i have affiliate uh, affiliate deals and stuff like that and also i have um sponsorships and investing in um upcoming like pre-sales of companies in the next kind of six to 12 months um most likely i'm going to be launching my own crypto project so i i can't really say too much and it's still very very early stages um but we're kind of at the whiteboard drafting ideas and drafting stuff hiring people for that um, but as of probably two days, I've just signed a lease for like a big office around 5,500 square feet in Dubai. So I'm excited to get that and full it full of, fill it full of people and just get 
hard work and, and dedicated focus towards this new crypto project, which hopefully I'll be launching um, in the summer. Looking forward to it. Now, I've got some billion dollar questions or it's just questions um, to, to, to wrap this up, right? So um, you probably be asked this quite, quite a lot. Uh, what's your price prediction for Bitcoin end of year 2022? End of year 2022, I think uh, as of right now, we're sitting at around 40,000. Um, I think most likely around a hundred, around 200,000 plus or minus 30K. So maybe 170K, um, maybe 230K in my opinion. That's if, if we go bullish. If we turn bearish, I think we could drop down to like 25, 24K uh, and kind of stay around there, maybe pump up to around 38K. But that's my opinion. I think around 170K is my prediction. Cool. And the same for Ethereum? Ethereum. So Ethereum right now is, I think, $3,300. I think if we see a Bitcoin of like 170K, there is no reason why we can't see like a, uh, at least a 10 to 15K Ethereum, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we saw recent highs of pretty much $5,000. That would only then be a 2X from there. And, and if we see Bitcoin go to 170K, that's like a, a 3X. So I really think a $10,000 Ethereum, although maybe it sounds crazy, um, it's definitely not crazy at all. So that would be at least yeah. the minimum price target. Again, if we, are, if we are bullish, if no crazy global recession or, or more lockdowns and stuff, none of this stuff happens, then um, hopefully that should, should play out. Okay, and, and last but not least, what is your favorite altcoin based on performance only for 2022? Based on, so how, what I think will perform the best? Yeah, so no, no, nothing to do with the use case, just based mm-hmm. on which one you think will perform the best in 2022. I think the, 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 the safest one is just Solana. It's currently like $140. Um, I'm not sure what the all-time high was. I think it was around, give or take, 300 250 300 um, but I think easily it can be $1,000, like easily. It will be no stretch at all for it to be $1,000. When we look at Ethereum, the gas fees, they're completely crazy. They've been saying that they're going to get, um, Vitalik's been saying it's going to get fixed. It just has not. We're seeing sometimes hundreds of dollars just to make a transaction on Ethereum network. And it's just not affordable. If someone wants to buy $50 of Ethereum and then move it to another wallet, with that $50, they have to pay $200 fee. Like it's just not it's not practical. So Solana really, it's kind of like a better, quicker, more scalable Ethereum. And the fees are literally a couple of percent compared to Ethereum. So that's what I think. I think we can easily see a 10X from Solana this year, um, putting up to around, that would put it at $14,000, but around 8X would put it around $10,000. So I think Solana, honestly, I just bought some yesterday. I think I bought 60K more of Solana at $138, something like that. So yeah, that's what I think. I love Solana. So yeah, it did like 1200% in six weeks uh, last yeah, year. Yeah, right? it, it went insane. It went insane. Even my uh, my girlfriend, she bought it at around uh, $12 oh, and geez. sold it at near the all-time high. Yeah, she made a lot of money from that. <laughs> I didn't even buy it that cheap. <laughs> oh yeah, you need, you need to follow her. <laughs> I know, man, I know. <laughs> well, look, look, Jack, it was, it was awesome having you on and um, I really appreciate your time. And I look forward to catching up with you out in Dubai at some point. Thanks, mate. I appreciate your time and great questions, great podcast. And I hope people watching this, maybe they just go and buy like $10, $15 of Bitcoin or, or crypto and hopefully it will whet their appetite and get them involved.